everybody. Welcome to the Legacy Podcast. My name is Bill Dupenthaler. And I'm Mike Conan, and this is a podcast for disciples who want to make disciples. Well, hello, everybody. This is Bill, and I'm back uh, with a really good friend that I am so excited for you to meet. His name is Michael Ash Ashburn. Many of you had no idea that he had a first name, uh, but uh, you do, right? I do. It's Michael, but the only person who ever called me Michael was my mother when she was when upset. she was angry with you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Ash and I have been have been good friends for a really long time. Uh, and and how long have you been on Young Life staff now? Well, um, I came on staff in September of 1978. So on the Young Life computer, it's like uh, you know 42 or 43 years. But there were a few years there where I never stopped doing Young Life, but I got paid by somebody else. Yeah, okay. But you've been but you've been doing it since 1978. I was a volunteer leader in the spring of 1975, and I've never stopped since. So we were we were on pretty close to the same track. I I, I became a volunteer leader in 1976 with Young Life. So, and then I was employee number 378. What were you? I'm 166. Oh man, you you really had me beat. <laughs> but in in more recent years, you've been you, you've had lots of different roles with Young Life, and we can chat about that in a minute. But um, I wanted people to to get to know you a little bit and 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 to hear a little bit of your story, uh, Ash. How did how did you end up following Jesus in the first place? You know what? It was um, the the very very beginning was my father. Uh, was killed when I was four. And so wow. from the time I was uh, four until I was 10, my mother, uh, you know, was doing everything. And she used to take me and my brother to this church and drop us off. And she would not go. I do not understand all that story. So I did pray a uh, a prayer of faith w- with like a a Sunday school teacher at that church. But, uh, and it was sort of like everybody was singing just as I am till, <laughs> just as I am without one plea until somebody went forward and I went forward. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the beginning of my faith was my grandmother. Uh, she was a, a Tennessee mountain woman. And from, from the time I was four until I was 10, until a stepdad came along, I would spend the summers, a big part of my summers, with my grandmother. And she uh, was who made Jesus and the Bible come alive to me. That that was the beginning of my faith. And then uh, in high school, I was in a youth group. And that was my main, uh, you know, social group. And I do, I, I remember getting on my knees at a youth group meeting and you know, sort of officially giving my life to Christ when I was 16 years old. So, and never looked back. Never looked back. But yeah, I I did not look back after I was 16. Yeah, there were troubles oh, and struggles, but I didn't look back. <laughs> yeah. We we only have a half an hour on this on this podcast. Uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> that would be a fun maybe follow up sometime to hear some more of that. And and like I said, you've had lots of roles with Young Life. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing right now. 
Well, for the last 26 years, I have been a traveling speaker, entertainer, uh, fundraiser, uh, public relations person. So uh, my job is to help everybody else in Young Life survive and thrive. So I do a lot of speaking. Uh, I probably do 30 to 35 banquets, fundraising banquets a year where I go in and try to help everybody raise their money for a whole other year. So that uh, that's it. It's the most unique job in Young Life. It's it's yeah. the best job in Young Life, and I can't even believe that I get to do it. Wow, that's so great! And 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 you've had and you've had a chance because of that. Uh, you've literally traveled all over the world, and and met very famous people, and been around presidents and and and. Uh, all kinds of people you spoke, uh, well, you didn't really speak, or maybe you did, at the National Prayer Breakfast a few years ago. I've done that four times. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and there's this real fan, like, uh, this is a big story of my job. There's this thing called the Sea Cloud, which is a cruise, okay? And it is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, right? I'm telling you once-in-a-lifetime thing for just a few people. And as you know, that was once-in-a-lifetime for, for Jody and yes. me. We got to spend with you one of those. Yeah, and I, I've done that 19 times. <laughs> so come on. <laughs> I've been to every country in Europe that has a coast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we've chatted a little bit about what I'm doing now with Legacy and it's been a couple of years since I was on Young Life staff, and I've been doing this now. And, and uh, the, the thing that we're really focused on is this idea of disciples making disciples and the Great Commission. And I'm, I'd love to hear a story about how you have been impacted by someone who has helped to make a disciple out of you, somebody that's, that's invested in you, besides your grandmother's story. Right. Well— there's there's a bunch of stories, but uh, the, uh, I, I think when it comes to discipleship making and you know being a disciple and making a disciple, that like in my world I have ten thousand friends or ten thousand acquaintances, you know friends, okay, but there are five or ten that really 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 know me, and there there's accountability, but no condemnation. And yeah. I, I think that's one of the keys to discipleship, accountability, but no condemnation. And wow. uh, there are four or five men in my life who, who call and say, hey, it looks like you're doing really good on Facebook, but how are you really doing? Okay, <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't need to name names or anything, but my pastor and four or five men, that, uh, we, we all know that we can call each other at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, like 24-7, and say, yeah. hey, this is something I need you to pray about for me. Or I want to challenge you to pray about this in, in your own life. Oh, that's fantastic. And what's interesting about what you just said when when we were connecting to organize our our time to to do this this uh, podcast, that was the first thing that you asked me. You said, "Well, hey, Bill, 
things look pretty good on Facebook. So. Right. But tell me about what, how it's really going. I, I really appreciated that, that, that question. That was really cool. What the other, the other thing that I love what you said is you, you talked about your, your 3am friends. And, and that's something that, that if anybody listens to this podcast, they've, they've heard Mike and I talk numerous times about, uh, asking that question. So who are your 3am friends? I love that. Amen. And it's got, and it's got to be someone who, uh, it, it's so like, I don't think you could be a disciple or make a disciple without a 3am friend. I really don't because, uh, it's a big responsibility being a disciple maker or being a yeah. disciple, but, but it's got to be someone whose love for you is unconditional, uh, irrevocable, irreplaceable. I mean, it's like being married to somebody. It's, yeah. it's like, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to memorize scripture for somebody who does not love me unconditionally. <laughs> and I'm That's telling right. you, memorizing scripture saved my life. It absolutely saved my life. Tell us about that. Um, well, I've been through divorce and death. I've been diagnosed with complex PTSD and all that, all right, like so many of us. Uh, but I had a mentor meet me for breakfast, and he said, tell me your story. And I unloaded all the junk and hmm. said, man, this is what I've been through. And, and he, he said, man, I'm surprised it's not worse than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says, I don't, you know, there's no you know, crazy moral failure, stuff like that. But he goes, uh, I want to hold you accountable, Ash, to uh, memorize scripture. And then he said, uh, are you familiar with Proverbs 3? And in my arrogance, I said, oh, you mean trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding and all your ways, <laughs> you know, and he will direct your paths. And he goes, no. He said, that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. He says, I'm talking about Proverbs 3, the whole, the whole, the thing. whole thing. And <laughs> so for a year, I would meet with him every Monday morning for breakfast, and he, he would give me a passage, and I was scared to death to show up not to be able to recite it to him, and that changed my life. And Colossians 1, verses 9 to 20, became my life verses. And I pray that prayer every day for my four kids and my five grandchildren and, and a few others individually. So on my little prayer walks, I pray that prayer 15 times a day for other, other people. And I'm telling you, man, uh, that makes me a disciple and it makes me wow. a disciple maker. <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. When I first started Legacy, the, the, the first thing that I did is I, I started circling back to a lot of the old guys that I had had in young life groups over the years. And I, I don't know what I expected, but I guess I, I didn't expect what I found. Uh, as I would meet with guys, I, I found that, that the vast majority of 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 guys that at one time had 
would have referred to themselves as followers of Jesus, and they were in a in a young life terminology, a campaigner group, but a small group uh, when they were in high school and maybe even, even in college. Uh, I found that that so many of them, the the majority, were not really walking with Christ anymore. And 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 I'd ask them about it, and they'd go, "Yeah, I don't know. I just got busy and and." Uh, and 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 they and and they there was kind of a, this disconnect and and even amongst those that would say that, that they were doing okay spiritually, uh, they they would say, I, I would ask them, oh well that's cool. So you're going to church and you're you're in a group and and they say, well, not not really. Yeah, we we go. You know, we do the Nordstrom half yearly sale at Christmas and Easter, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, and no, I don't have time for a small group. I mean, I've got three kids and my job and that kind of thing. And and so, Ash, what what have you seen uh, in your travels? And you're 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 with so many different people all around the country and around the world. Are you seeing that same sort of thing that with with, with men? Absolutely. And what uh, I don't know. It it kind of surprises me that like uh, as. As a result of COVID, I took my ministry to Facebook, right? And the wild thing yeah. is I I reconnected with club kids from 40 years ago. And wow. uh, the it, it's like isn't it wild that they would chose that they would choose to reach out to me like uh, a 40-year-old relationship was the deepest thing that they could reach for. Huh. And uh, like I'm in a great relationship with an old club kid whose wife is in the hospital right now with COVID, and uh, I don't I don't think he's texting fifty people. It's like he's texting me and his family asking for prayer, and uh, so I'm I'm really uh, I don't know what the word is impressed or I'm. Uh, I'm just kind of shocked by the shallowness and the depth of uh, people, you know, who call themselves Christians. I'm not being judgmental because, you know, there's parts of my life like that, too. But it's amazing. Yeah. People are not connected to a church. They they are not connected to a 3 a.m. group. And they are yeah. out there alone dying. Yeah. They're out there alone dying. How do you think we've gotten there? Uh I think part of it, uh, you know, the answer to that question is I don't know, but but I think part of it is like my uh, like I'm 65 years old. I have four kids and five grandkids, and even with the generation of my kids, the millennials, like it was so easy for them to uh, appropriately sort of pick and choose what they thought their faith was going to be. So, so like they they would get really excited about something from Buddhism, you know, which is not sinful. Okay, they think, oh, I really like that part, you know, the meditation part, or, uh, you know, take uh, Islam, you know, Hindu. It's like it doesn't matter, and and then they would kind of create their own religion, yeah. and, uh, you know, just for me personally, all that stuff sort of. Uh, shoves Jesus off to the side. And I yeah. think the reason is that Jesus, 
you know, that all that stuff has happened and is happening and will continue until he comes again is that uh, Jesus has uh, has not been the focus. Hmm. It's, yeah. a, it's about the person of Jesus. Yeah. He is the visible expression of the invisible God and uh, nobody's looking. Nobody's looking there. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the amazing thing is for all of these these people that once were walking with Jesus and and have and have uh, wandered away, when I've met with them and and have started to talk to them about about Jesus and about life in communication with Christ and 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 having uh, a group of three a.m. friends and all those kinds of things, it's been amazing to see the response. It, it, and they're hungry and 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 they're missing all this stuff and somehow we we have allowed there to be a disconnect and i don't know that it's anybody's fault whether it's the church or we a lot of times we talk about well young life doesn't do a very good job of following up with the kids they graduate from high school and they don't get they don't they don't get connected in college or even if they do connect with with some sort of a fellowship in college then they graduate from college and then they they get their first job and they don't connect to anything again it's no it's nobody's fault it's not that young life isn't doing a good enough job or the church isn't doing a, a good enough job necessarily maybe it is i don't know but it but it's it's just the reality of 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 where we're at and i, and, I uh, think uh, yeah i think um we're you know, I, I know I've been guilty of this. It, it's like uh, when you think about evangelism and you think about discipleship, uh, a lot of it begins with the question, is there life after death? And I think that a lot, of, you know, it's the wrong question because what my children and everybody's looking for is, hey, is there life after birth? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so we have to make Jesus relevant. Yeah. And I also I also think that another reason that people stray is that they they have lived through things like cancer, they've lived through things like their children dying and and uh it, it, I mean it, that jet does jar your faith. Like if there is a god, you know, how is it that something like this you know could happen to to me? And yeah. uh so I, you know, I don't have an answer to all that. It's like uh, the sovereignty of God. If, if God is not in charge, if, if there is one molecule in all time and space that is not under the jurisdiction of God, then God is not sovereign. Yeah. And he is. And it's hard to trust that. I mean, even just in the recent days, like how is it that 13 Soldiers got killed in Afghanistan. Like, it's hard to come up with an answer for that. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. But somehow yeah. I have, I have to believe. You know, God's in charge of all that, and He needed thirteen heroes in heaven for something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of uh, this this disconnect, and and then the idea of reconnecting. Uh, I love, it, it's fun to hear about what you've been doing just even through social media. And, and one of the things that 
that is my dream, really. I mean, we're doing a lot of things with Legacy that, that go way beyond just ex-Young Life kids. But one of the things that I would love to see would be hundreds and hundreds of ex-Young Life leaders reconnecting with their old campaigner group. Absolutely. And, and I applaud your uh, vision for that. And I'll do anything I can, you know, to make that happen because I've seen by reconnecting with old campaigner kids and club kids that it has a huge impact on their life and it has a huge impact on mine too. That's right. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's, it's not just for those old campaigner kids. It's for the old young life leader or forget young life, the old youth group leader. It, it doesn't matter what venue you were using at one point in your life where you were investing in, in, a, in a group. Uh, your old group still needs you. Yeah. <laughs> and they need each other. And uh, you know what's wild? I think, I think people don't get involved in stuff like that because they think, it's it's gonna take this big, you know, big deal. I I got a quick legacy story for you, okay? Yeah, yeah. So my grandmother would take me to the town square in Livingston, Tennessee, and we would buy candy at the Ben Franklin store. All right, but the, there'd be mm -hmm. these old guys out there whittling, okay? So I <laughs> I watched them all summer, and. I finally got the courage. I went up to the oldest, crustiest looking one and I said, Hey, I've been watching you guys all summer and I, I've noticed that you guys never make anything. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> he he never looked up. He he just kept kind of carving and he, he said, Boy, he said, when you take nothing and turn it into something, that's carving. But when you take something and turning it into nothing, that's whittling. And he said, uh. we're whittling here, boy. And my <laughs> grandmother, she was in her late 60s, but she taught me how to shoot a gun. She taught me how to frog gig. The first time I went in a cave, I was with her. She would play hide and seek in the corn. And she would put sulfur on her ankles so that the chiggers wouldn't get her, but we would get eaten alive. So in the evenings... She would sit in the porch swing and she would uh, whip up this paste of pine salt, flour, sugar, and camphor oil. And with a, a popsicle stick, she would hit every chigger bite with that paste. And then she'd say, <laughs> okay, stand right there. Stand right there and let the night air dry that up. And then she would reach behind uh, the porch swing and she would pick up her big King James Bible and she would make it come alive. Okay. Uh. And uh, I, I was with her when she died. I did her funeral. And I realized that a whole lot of stuff, like whittling uh, and, and candy and rat shoots and caving, fishing, shotguns, chigger bites, cornfields and porch swings, a whole lot of stuff that looked like whittling ended up being a whole lot of carving. Wow. <laughs> so, so that's, uh, you know, that's how I face every phone call with an old club kid. Like, hey, yeah. this is not whittling. Uh, this is carving. And who knows how it's going to turn out. 
Man, that is so encouraging. I, I, I think a lot of, like you said, I think a lot of guys, old ex-young life leaders, uh, maybe think, oh, I don't know that I have anything to offer these guys anymore. Uh, you know, I don't know if they'd really want to meet with me. Uh, what would you say to that? Uh, I'd say that's horse dookie. <laughs> because uh, it's been amazing the fact that they would receive your call and then respond or the fact they would call you at 3 o'clock in the morning and say hey this is such and such and I was in your club in 1981 and I have nobody else to talk to hmm. and uh, like come on it's like you you have got to take those calls and I uh, I wouldn't I would really, especially in these days where everybody's spending life in their house and in their office and on Zoom calls like this, that you make a list of 10. Hey, who are 10 club kids that I don't know about anymore? And and just call them and say, hey, you know, and you'll find out, man, they've lived through divorce, through cancer, or they're presidents of you know, corporations or they don't have a job. It's like, it's amazing. Just like when you found them on the sidelines of a football field 40 years ago, like they, (laughs) they, they they were lost then and they're lost now, just like you and me. That's right. That's right. Everybody I talk to that, that says that they're a follower of Christ. When I bring up the idea of what we're all about, well, what what our organization legacy is all about, but it's also what young life's all about. It's it's really what following Jesus is all about. Uh, past the, the initial, the, obviously the, the the most important thing is is knowing and loving Jesus, but the mission is to make disciples. And Matthew twenty eight nineteen, go make disciples. Be a disciple who makes disciples. And everyone would agree with that. They, they do. But then when I asked them, well, so how are you living that out in your life? Then it's, it's you know, crickets and staring at the floor. They're not doing it. People get hung up on the go. It's like go and make. And, and I'm saying that if you can go back and connect with an old uh club kid or an old you know acquaintance that's going that's yeah. that's going and and we, we we say you know what that'll never work or uh but just just the the first part is going and the making i think i think you just kind of make up as you go along it's it's like if you will just do the initial going then then the making is you know definitely up to you know, up to God. I, I don't know. It's, it's like, I wish more people would, would do that. Just initiate contact with people from the past with the idea of saying, Hey, I'm right here. If you need anything, that's, uh, that's discipleship. Yeah. And the thing, and the thing that Mike and I, uh, are, are working on and, and, and have now is, a lot of tools to help people in that making process. And, and that's where I, I would love to have anybody that's listening to this, that's thinking, you know, Ash, what you're talking about, that's exactly what I need to be doing. Uh, I hope that, that you will go to our website, r2legacy.com and, and navigate around and find the place where it says, uh, I'd be interested in getting involved 
and and click on the deal of hey I want to be a leader or I want to be a part of a group and and we'll get a hold of you and we'll help you to do that. What are some of the tools that you guys are trying to provide? Well, first of all, we're trying to help people just to just to understand uh, the basics of like literally how do I contact somebody? How do I decide who to disciple or to invest in, uh, and, and, and practical things about how to lead a group and, and how to, how to study the Bible and, 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 um, and, and how to gather people together and, and, and those kinds of things. That's so good, Bill. Yeah. Just really practical stuff. And, and, you know, the other, the other piece that, that, uh, like I'm hoping is going to happen. This this is two old young life guys talking here. <laughs> really old, uh, really old, really really old young life guys. But when I left Young Life, uh, there there wasn't. I mean, there are a lot of great organizations out there doing lots of great things. But but at the end of the day, I ended up starting Legacy because I wanted to do exactly what you and I are talking about uh, today. And I'm hoping that there's going to be. A uh, young life staff person, an ex young life staff person, uh, that is going to hear this and and they're going to think, "Oh my gosh, yeah, like it's so man, important." I, I'd love to do that. I mean, uh, you know, our week, like uh, when I contact young life staff people, and in the course of my job, it's like it's like it's almost a little bit scary. It's it's not sinful, but your whole day is just zoom. Zoom calling and all that stuff, and I think, wow, what what if we could dedicate an hour a day of reaching out uh, to people from the past and you know yeah. encouraging them? It's it's like it's so easy to get overwhelmed with the current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Ash, we need to wrap up, but before we do. Tell me, is there anything else that that you would like to say to listeners who uh, are, have heard our conversation so far? Um, I would wrap it up by saying uh, our life message is Jesus, and our life method is relationship. Mm. And it's hard to do relationships over a Zoom call, like. Uh, like connect with people to, to the point where you can uh, deal with stuff like forgiveness. Like I went, I'm a terrible golfer and I went golfing last Friday with three old friends and <laughs> it was just, it was just ridiculous. Okay. But then I thought the very, very best favorite shot in golf is the mulligan. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Peter got three of them. Peter, That's right. Peter got three mulligans. Like, do you love me? Yes, I do. And I, when I call these old club kids, I, they've got to be thinking in the back of their mind, hey, does this guy love me? Yes, I do. Uh. And that's what I'm <laughs> calling. So our message is Jesus and our method is friendship. Wow, I love that. I love that. Well, that's a great uh, note to end on. And by the way, if people wanted to get a hold of you or support your ministry, because because you you do need uh, uh, people to support your ministry, I, I believe. I sure do. Uh, w- yeah, what's what's the best way for people to get a hold of you and support what you're doing and that kind of thing? 
All my information is on Facebook, like phone numbers and everything. And to support me financially through Young Life, it's just go to giving.younglife.org slash Ashburn. There you go. September 30th is coming up. And that's the end of the fiscal year, and I think I'm barely going to make it. But then everybody takes a deep breath, and it starts all over again. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I hope I hope a bunch of people do. And 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 everybody, thank you so much for for supporting Legacy as well. Uh, it's been amazing these past two years as as people have jumped on board to support us. Uh, if you are not supporting us yet. Uh, our website, again, I mentioned it earlier, is OurTrueLegacy.com. OurTrueLegacy.com. And you can check out those resources. Get involved with what we're doing. Let's do this thing. Let's let's do it. Let's go. Let's make disciples. And um, and let's, let's see if we can go change the world. You're doing great, Bill. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and I, I want to thank you for including me in this. Well, thanks, Ash, and uh, it's been such a such a pleasure to talk with you, and and uh, and we'll do it again. Okay, buddy. Amen. I'll see you, man.